anybody that had a ping lower than 50 was a low ping bastard. How many people do you think you've managed so over the years? Players in style, probably about 1,500. I came from the council estate and I just thought to myself, well, what's the worst that can happen? I kept getting accused of cheating. This is what every esports team wants to okay. defend it like Odie. One of my number one rules in life is not what you know, it's who you know. Jack actually played for you on the beef team, didn't he? Yeah, and he lived about two miles away, which was weird. <laughs> and also his brother Luke was also on there, so we're going to take this yep. a bit personal. Oh, Who do you no. think was the best player? Uh, Who was the best player? Don't just say it because Jack's here. Thanks for that. He stuffed it in Zacopus's camera bag, right on the lens of Zacopus's new 2000 pound camera. Uh, eSports is not normal. Anybody that works in eSports is just not normal and it never stops, it never switches off. No, I can't leak it, but it, it's like you've got a dream or a vision, whatever you want to call it, you've got to make it happen. Yeah. And if you don't try, you'll never know. I, I don't care how it happens, I just want it to happen. Hello and welcome to the Vista. Today we have a very distinguished guest, probably one of the longest serving people in UK eSports. Founder of Team Dignitas, been part of Birmingham Salvo, Rogue, Coy, and now Scan Computers, Michael O'Dea O'Dell. Welcome. Hello. Um, good timing as my brothers go nuts. <laughs> How's Scan life? Oh, really good. Um, yeah, it's definitely different doing this compared to like East, well, what I've been doing for the last 20 odd years. So uh, I, yeah, I'm really enjoying it though. It's really cool. Love Being it. on the other side is very interesting. That's for sure. <laughs> Can you give us any, any insights? Uh, I've had probably 30 sponsorship proposals already. It's just, uh, it's like, really, it's, yeah, it's, it's a bit nuts, um, but I've got a clear vision of what I want to do for scan. So uh, that's just started to kick in. So it's pretty cool. Amazing. Love to hear it. I guess, like, starting off with, like, timeline-wise, you had, it was, was it Birmingham Salvo first and then Team Dignitas? No. Um, Salvo was 2007. Ah, uh, 2003 um, was Dignitas. Dignitas was 2003, but then before that was Quake and Duke Nukem and Wolfenstein and running European Championships for Quake 3 CTF. Um, yeah, that's a the, the, the big gap between all of them. Yeah, a lot, <laughs> lot happened. And, and like just digging into Birmingham Salvo, that was was it, it was a Sky initiative, right? Yeah, well, it kind of started in two thousand six. It was like Direct TV and Sky, which is like Rupert Murdoch's like um, babies, both of them. Um, and basically, in two thousand six, they ran something called. I can't even remember what it was called. Actually, I cannot remember what it was called. It was for Battlefield 2 as well. It was just a test to see um, what it was like to put esports on TV. And it was the two best American teams, which really annoyed us because we were the best team in the world and they didn't ask us. And it just really annoyed us. Anyway, so that was the test. And then 2007 Championship Gaming Series came out with uh, mostly American teams, but they added like two British teams, two European teams, Mexico, Singapore as well. Um, might have been Singapore, I can't remember. Oh, Australian team, that was it. Uh, Melbourne. Um, and basically, 2007 I got into it, but it was a really, it was really good timing because um, I was running Dignitas and they asked me to come and like, like, I don't know, 
then actually not even interview. They just said like, we want you to be like one of the team owners, not owners, team managers to run this team, Birmingham Salvo. And I was like, okay, how much are you paying me? And they're like three grand a month. And I was like, okay, I'll do it. Um, because that was that was as big as as big as a sponsorship deal back then. So it was actually really quite good. So literally, they they kind of said you need to like like not do dig. And I was like, nah, that ain't happening. I said I don't mind stepping sideways and backwards a bit. Uh, but that's that's it. But because of Championship Gaming Series, it's, it got us through the recession because we had extra income coming in, which I just put into Dig. Um, so yeah, so it was 2007, 2008. They spent fifty million dollars, and then it died. I feel but like I'll... such a baby because in 2007 I was five. Cool. <laughs> Thanks for that. <laughs> that's insane. Yeah. So. Um... So yeah, it was great though. It was like eighteen months of like really cool stuff. It's like the the draft uh, was at the Playboy Mansion uh, for the first year. Um, everybody <laughs> in esports that was esports back then was involved. So Fatality, DJ Wee, uh, Sujoy Roy, who was the people don't know him. He's the first UK pro gamer ever. He's the one that I read about in t- nineteen ninety nine, where he he left his Wall Street job to go. Um, be a pro gamer for Razer and get 200 grand a year and I was like what the fuck I can do that sorry so am I that swear like, yeah yeah you're fine and, you're fine okay <laughs> and I was like I want to do this I'm gonna do that because uh, that's just that's what I got injured playing football so I was on crutches so reading the internet well, it was crap back then but I was reading it um and I was like I want to do that so Basically, I'd always played games. Like, like I didn't like even start till I was twenty nine. Like in, in esports, it wasn't even called esports. Um, and I used to play Doom with my mate peer to peer. What that is, it's literally dial up modem, just his phone line to my phone line, which was like three hundred ping, three miles from each other. But it was just like, whoa! I'm playing my mate, and he's like in my bedroom, not in my bedroom, but he's my mate. Um, that to describe that experience when you've gone through like. From nineteen god nineteen seventy eight when the first like arcade machines came out and then the first computers that weren't really computers but they were kind of computers in like early eighties to to go through all of that and then all you were playing was algorithms um, so it's just the computer doing the same thing over and over again so you had to learn the algorithms to beat the game um, so when when I got injured, I found this thing called Wireplay, which is basically an online, on, yeah, an online service which allowed you to connect to servers and play real people. And that was like, whoa, this is like, what what the hell? Um, and the first game I played was Duke Nukem, which is probably the most politically incorrect game you can think of now. It's, if you've never seen it, go back and look at it. It's great. So, sorry, I'm from the 70s. Um, great game. So, <laughs> yeah, it was great. It was, just, it was just really like, okay, I won't explain it. Go and watch it. Um, but it was just like, it was sort of memory, like hand-eye coordination, shooting people that were real and destroying them. And that I was just like, I won't say those words because I always say them. I was just like obsessed with playing online against real people and then when quake 3 came out that was like mind-blowing like it's the first server i joined i could still see it in my head it was like ctf1 quake 3 ctf1 it was just rockets flying all over the place with like 50 people in a server it was just stupidly small map um and that's what got me going uh, that's that's literally it um so i spent several years playing quake um 
in the middle of that um like i said i i ran the first european championship quite through ctf so we had like all right people like turkey and iceland and back then they were on 300 pings um tr trying to compete um anybody that had a ping lower than 50 was a low ping bastard that's what they were called lpbs um and it took me three years to be an lpb because my connection was crap um but then people like too good like james hardin do you know who he is um so james hardin he 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 was a started off as a, a quake player he was on a 300 ping and we saw him on servers playing on a 300 ping and i was i was like this guy's cheating or he's one of the best players i've ever seen so we recruited him it turns out he was one of the best players ever um in quake it was very good played one-on-one -on -one. but then he moved into like uh, actually he was the first uk transfer in esports um i sold really? him to Fnatic for 700 quid i was well happy with that because we have three months left on his contract um but yeah he was the first uk transfer um but then he went into like casting and he he, he was uh, a presenter at the, the international he went on to work for twitch um he gave me one of the first esports contracts with twitch in 2010 um and then he decided to create his own game so that's what he does now he, his company got bought by i think it got bought by epic i'm not sure and he's making games now with zakabus who's another ex dig player yeah, it, i met zach like when we played back in 2019 because then he was streaming for a bit after that right and then yeah so zach was one of the best uk players ever to have been like no doubt about that fps player the one of the very best absolutely completely dyslexic as well which made it even more amazing how good he was at 1v1 games because he's timing all of this stuff in his head put a bit of paper and writing in front of him he couldn't understand it um so he was one of the best players i ever saw but now he's doing he's doing art taught himself how to draw and he's doing art in james's uh game which is pretty cool that's incredible so yeah so that, that's just that's that's just the first year <laughs> um, so yeah a lot happened since then that's for sure it's, it's crazy when you like you hear that like 700 pound for the first uk player transport uh now like there's some people that go for millions right yeah and it was also it was with Fnatic, and Fnatic was started by sam matthews and sam matthews was my teammate in quake um which is even more like people don't believe that but yeah sam matthews was my teammate he, his what was his nickname he he was Z zero basically zr number zero so that was his tag and i thought i'm just odie because of my surname that's all it is big o big d with two e's on the end for no apparent reason uh, <laughs> um so yeah but a lot of people in the early days of esports came from quake and counter-strike um and a lot of those people are still around like so the okay owned by saudi arabia now but efg which was basically esl the co-ceos uh craig levine in america he ran one of the biggest counter-strike teams at the beginning of esports team 3d um and uh in europe ralph reichardt he founded sk gaming um and he played quake so and that's what, what sk gaming was originally a quake team sure i never knew that actually <laughs> <laughs> It's but crazy. foreign used to work yeah foreign used to work for them like editor really? on their website so basically sk gaming the site in the early 2000s what do they call that the noughties i think it's called the noise i have no idea the um, noise yeah so basically sk gaming was the place to go for esports news 
so foreign was the head editor there um shocks worked for sk gaming for quite a while um so quite a few people came through these original teams uh and so many people came through team dignitas over the years i, I was at my daughter's college the other day and there was a um one of the students there said that she'd actually been one of the volunteers on the dig website um in 2021 obviously after i've gone but it's pretty amazing that that's yeah that's happened so yeah, it is incredible i mean how, how many people do you think you've managed over the, over the years like players and style probably about 1500 <laughs> that's crazy that's absolutely mental wow um uh, and somebody said to me, uh, they were joking. That, uh, no, they weren't joking. They were being rude and nasty. They were saying, that's, cause, that's how shit you were because like, all those people left you. It's like, <laughs> oh, but I bet they couldn't see them doing it, though, could they? No, it's, uh, yeah, it, it's nice because now what I predicted like 15 years ago was like a lot of these players are going to go into positions of power and come back. Like, like Jack, you're, you're here. Like, you play for Dig. Um, but a lot of this is happening now where people I know that worked for me or were a player or they were staff, they're in places that are really useful for me right now. Um, so I, I can name drop lows, but I, I won't do that. But that this must week... feel really rewarding for you. Like to yeah, see that, that as your friends as well, like seeing them succeed. Yeah, it's a really it's really cool. So this year um I I introduced ESL cs um to insomnia um because so i-71 there was a, an esl was it the premiership they had there yeah so right. i i introduced esl to insomnia and also um rob black who who runs oh god i can't forget his company's name that's rob's bloody company uh, um anyway sorry rob black he runs a a company that runs tournaments the name will come back to me in two hours i know that um <laughs> And basically, I introduced them, and then it just hit me that this is what I've been predicting. So I've got Sean Clark from ESL, who was Command and Conquer, Command and Conquer World Champion, who played for Big. Rob Black, who was my Call of Duty manager in 2007, and they're talking to each other with Insomnia about putting that event on. And I was just like, whoa, this is what I predicted, and it's happening. This is really like weird. I mean, that, that is incredible. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, so that, that's that's happening a lot now. Yeah, I mean, I love it. I mean, it, it pays that you know everyone that you've done right to over the years that like they're coming back to help you now as well, and when they're in a position where they're able to do these things. Yeah, yeah, it's really cool actually. Hot, uh, yeah, not hot, hot drop. Uh, Promod, that's it. That's his company. Yeah, because it runs Promod, and they have Hot Drop associated with them, right? Yeah, so his wife runs Hot Drop. Amazing. Yeah, Who my daughter works for as well. Oh, weirder. <laughs> yeah. So oh. my, my daughter, she does uh, social media accounts for Hot Drop, but she got the job by herself. As she she told me quite bluntly, it's like I got the job all by myself. So I'm going for it. You know, mate. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> no credit for you. Yeah. No, <laughs> not at all. So, uh, so yeah. I guess the, the other one that um, obviously you had Dignitas, you built it from. 2003 to 2016? Yeah, so Dig, like, I was one of the original players, so I can't forget the rest of them because the original team was Dignitas. Uh, so basically, we were two Battlefield teams, Battlefield 1942. Um, 
after Quake, I set out, look, I'm going to be a pro gamer. Whatever I do, I'm going to be pro for something. Quake was not making any money for us at, at that point. Uh, Counter-Strike started to get some money coming into it, but this is like really early days. They were the first like team houses, uh, and that really annoyed us because we were Battlefield players, and we, I think we even did a video once where one day Battlefield will kill Counter-Strike. Yeah, that kind of didn't work. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but that original team, we were the best in the world, no doubt about that. Like, I, we, If there was a world championship of that game in a stadium, we would have won it. There's no doubt in my mind, but those things didn't exist then. Um, so even I say that to a couple of people, we were the best in the world, and they say, no, you weren't. It's, yes, we were. Like, shut up. You don't know what you're talking about. It really annoys me, that does. So anyway, so I set out to be the best in the world. That's what I wanted to be. We were the best in the world. We went unbeaten 19 months, uh, 141 games. Like, that's never happened in esports ever, and it never will. That's um, ridiculous. The closest one was CSGO, uh, the NIP team, right at the beginning of that. They went unbeaten for almost a year, uh, but they, it wasn't 140 games like ours was. Um, so, when that happened, like, it, it, we got the first sponsor. Like, they came to us, like, they said, come to CBIT, meet us. They offered us $10,000, which is not a lot. I had a real job, um, got kids, wife, um, and it was like, okay, like we, I started doing some of the business stuff. I, I was doing marketing. Um, and then they said, well, we'll give you $10,000 and we'll put the logo on your shirt. Um, we didn't have a shirt, so they sent us a shirt. And that's kind of how it started. But anyway, it got me thinking, like, hang on, if one company will give us $10,000, like, how do we get more? Um, it actually took two years to get the next sponsor. Um, and that sponsor really kind of got us noticed a lot more. So it was Creative XFi. Um, and they got us noticed because we kept getting accused of cheating. So they did this sound card and we could hear stuff that other teams just couldn't hear. We could hear footsteps through walls. So we you see videos of us like looking at the wall, like looking like track. Looks like we're we're we got wall hacking, but we're literally listening to the footsteps. Sound EQ. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then a guy would come around the corner and you pre-fire it and they just walk into a bullet and that was it, yeah, you cheated, blah 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 blah. Um and that was when God we were talking like two thousand five when CPL was in the UK in Sheffield in a, an old still works and we slept on the floor in the still works in sleeping bags because we didn't have enough money for hotels or anything uh you had the the painkiller world tour that was there as well so you had like fatality and vu if anybody doesn't know who vu is look him up he's one of the best fps players ever um and it's actually one of my favorite things i've ever done in esports uh, i'll say this so i introduced vu to get right who get right is a swedish counter-strike player um, this was like three or four years ago at a party, and it was like two of the best players that ever existed. Just I introduced them. That was one of my favorite things I ever did in esports, and they were fanboys of each other. It was so good. It's like, oh, I used to watch you play Fangos. Oh, I watch you play Counter Strike. It's so good. Um, so anyway, so yeah, so that got us noticed a lot more, uh, and then that's when we um, we bumped into Scan, and that 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 changed everything for us. So, so I've come full circle on now. I work for Scan, but Scan um they sponsored us they bought more sponsors with them when when we did it in 2005 uh 2006 uh so we had scan xfx was a graphics card company uh corsair so corsair have always been around big uh like for years and it was actually the guy that gave us the a bit deal um a guy called scott furwell he still works for corsair today he went to corsair he still works for them today um 
and that just changed everything. Then uh, two months later, Intel said like we're going to sponsor you too because like, I went to them and I said look you keep you sponsoring four kings give us a tenth for what you give them I'll show you how good we are shouldn't have done that that's kind of nasty but I did it <laughs> uh, and we were better and that was it we had a we were sponsored by Intel for god 12 years something like that um and we and not, it was all about long term so we were sponsored by scan for 12 years creative uh Dell for 10 years um managing and juggling those sponsors and competing categories and companies we had like once we had x x creative on one sleeve and razor on the other and they're like competing but they do different products um so yeah it was fun managing all that but that's where i really saw what could happen and i just went for it literally could have gone horribly wrong I came from the council estate and I just thought to myself, well, what's the worst that can happen? I end up, I end up back on the council estate. Uh, <laughs> luckily, I didn't. Yeah, I love that mentality. I love it. And, and you mentioned Scan there, and obviously you're back at, at Scan now, and your title is Director of Esports and Gaming, is that right? Yeah. Yep. And then recently you announced a deal with the NSE. Yeah. So, yeah, so I've been, I've been at Scan five months now, it's gone quick. Um, so being, it's one of the like I've been watching the NSC and the university leagues in in this country, and it's grown fast. And just understanding like how they work and how good it is for all the universities and colleges, and seeing what's been happening in America because the collegiate stuff in America is like off yeah. the scale now, um, and that will hit the UK very soon. Um, but yeah, it's just the first thing in my head like how do I scan? Have always been in esports. For years but they've grown so fast it's just like how do we get them in the front and, and everybody seeing them again um and any any is the, the thing that i came up with first and got a sign off and here off we go so yeah i'm at university that. we have nsa here but unfortunately we don't have a call of duty team which is a kind uh, of like unfortunate so it's like i, I only mainly play cod but the group chat i'm watching the discord with, with the nsc as well and everybody in there is just great like everyone's cool. so nice it's, it's it's insane like we've got group chats on top of group chats like actually for the uni i'm at too and like we're always sending support tickets and things like that it's just it's just great like especially to see a lot of uni people who need the space as well to actually have a place to talk to people especially about gaming and getting involved it's it's great yeah. Say that from my perspective as well. Well, that's cool to hear, and it, it's it's pretty cool that I've got a really good reaction already from a lot of places. So what what I did when I left um, Infinite Reality, um, I just like, thought I'd go around the UK and see what's going on, and just literally everything's pointing education, education, education. And I I went to the British Esports Students Finals at Confetti X, and I walked in that place and I was like, what the fuck? Like, this is amazing. Like, this is this is what every esports team wants. Uh, the facilities were just unbelievable. Um, so, yeah, and then literally a week later, it was like, spoke to Scan. They said, come work for us. And I was like, okay. And, yeah, it's uh, been a lot of fun since. I said I started doing courses on esports and stuff, like at colleges and stuff now. Yep. See, I, I'm hopefully, I've got another... A year and a half left here, then I'm going to be picking up a year in esports. I think after, so I get an okay. extra year of funding. But I just think it's insane. Like when I when I first started playing COD as a kid, it's like that never happened. You didn't see any of that. And like my little yeah. brother's now picking up esports in sixth form. It's like what? Yeah, like it's... it's like it's, it's normal. But obviously, when I was playing, it was like get off your game and go do your maths and your science. Now it's like sit sit play and learn. It's like I wish I had that. Yeah. Well, me too. It's. <laughs> 
say they I'm a bit older with you so but the but the stuff it's in secondary schools now it's happening yeah. like it's it's all levels almost now it's incredible. Uh, and it, it will continue to like expand and grow because now there's so many jobs available in sports so I also I was I got awarded an honorary doctorate uh last month which was very surreal um but i i most terrifying thing i've ever done in my life seriously it was it was um i went to chichester cathedral um and i had to stand up in front of 200 odd people and talk um i'm not very good at talking in front of real people um in fact i'm really rubbish um i don't mind cameras or like this this is fine um or people that i kind of know but people i don't know I'm just, so as soon as i started talking i heard my voice go like really high pitch my legs were shaking i put down my notes i wrote 12 notes to remind me of what to say put it in front of me looked down i couldn't see it so the first 10 seconds i was kind of like leaning forward like oh, i've got the first three lines and then when i leant back up i was like fuck i forgot what i was gonna say already um so i just started off like um and they, and they did like a it was at least four minutes of like this is why you're getting an honorary doctorate which is pretty cool there is a video online somewhere i'm not going to publicize it but um i did watch it back and the speech was quite good that i did but their their speech about why i got it it was like it gets me if i talk about family or like players and start i get that like that horrible feeling where you're like you, you might tear up but you don't want to tear up because i'm hard enough um so they did that. So my legs are shaking. I start talking. I got a few laughs. So the first thing that I said was like, my mum told me I wouldn't get anywhere playing games. Uh, I guess she was wrong. Um, so I got a few laughs on what I said. But literally, the I saw the whole um, graduation. So all these students walking past me. And literally every degree that they've just done is linked to esports now, even to the makeup people that walk past me and got their makeup degrees because I've been in esports, so they had they had makeup put on. Even the championship gaming series final in LA, uh, we had makeup there, and I said, "Do I really need makeup?" And she said, "Yeah, there's not a lot I can do with this." And she was joking, but I was like, "Yeah, cheers, thanks." Um, but like, it was like screenwriters. It was like also screenwriters. There's there's going to be films that there, there are films starting to come for for esports. There's been a couple of tv shows for esports already um but when we started in 99 there were no jobs it was just like hey on you play games and someone gave you money what the what the hell is that all about yeah. uh, so well, yeah it is incredible. I, I can't even remember what the bloody question was now so <laughs> <laughs> it's gone on a tangent yeah oh, we love a tangent though. we love a tangent amazing so up next we've got uh, a little section called this or that uh, and it's with Abby Keith. Uh, that's with me. Hello. Um, well, yeah, my name is Abby. So I've got a couple of random questions. Don't worry, they're not like insanely thing. But first of all, I want to ask, is that a Goonies poster in your background? Yes. Yes, I rate it. I love that movie. It's uh, <laughs> one of my favourites. Right, yeah, so... It's, it's three of my favourite films. Lost Boys, Goonies and The Shawshank Redemption. Oh, no, Goonies out of them, to be fair. Solid. <laughs> Oh. Right, so I've got a couple of ones I've done a bit. I did a bit of digging today, and you did a bit of stalking your socials to find a bit about about yeah. So what I'm gonna do is again the quick question of this or that. So we're gonna start off with your favorite games. So a little birdie has told me that Battlefield 9042 and Quake 3 are up there with your like top few favorites. Yeah. So if you had to pick one of those games to play and you couldn't play the other one like forever, which one would you pick? Ooh. 
it's an impossible question, but I think Quake, Quake is the one where the skill level is just off the level, and Quake 3 is... So you've got Quake Live now. Quake Live is fast, but Quake 3, mm. the, there's nothing as fast as that game that I've ever seen. Uh, the skill in that game was just like... I, I was proud to actually be good at that game, because I was like 29, 30 playing it, and all these kids are running around. So my mate, Ramesh Singh, um, when I first came across him in a match, he was, I think he was 14 years old, which sounds really dodgy, <laughs> but he was so good and so fast, uh, yeah. I was like, I just cannot catch this kid. I've got, I'm, so I recruited him, and then we've been mates for the last 25 years. <laughs> sounds great. Um, another thing as well, I don't know if I'm wrong, so tell me if I'm wrong, uh, you was the best sniper in the world in Battlefield, was it, I think you say? Yeah. Well, in my own personal reckoning, in your own, yeah, in your words, in your words, there was no snipers better than me in, in 1942. No, no way. I don't care what anyone says. So I'm not. <laughs> I don't really know much about Battlefield, but I've got two snipers that I want to ask you to pick between. So I've got the SWS10 or the DXR1. Which one? Which one's the best one for you? DXR1. And is there a reason? Uh, you could bend the bullets better. <laughs> Because in oh. Battlefield, you have to do trajectory shooting. So if you shot a long way, you have to bend it. So okay. bend it like Odie. <laughs> so <laughs> earlier, earlier we were speaking about arcade games. And um, I've noticed in one of your posts that you've got some tattoos on your arm. Yep. Uh, and if I'm correct, Space Invaders and Asteroids. Yes. Yes. So my question for you is, if you had to pick one arcade game, include like, this, we're talking the 1978, the 1979 um, games, uh, the originals, uh, Space Invaders or Asteroids, if you had to pick between one, which one would you Space, prefer? Space Invaders because it was hard. It was it was probably the hardest algorithm. If you've if you've ever played it, you, you'll hear that. Then 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 that's the yeah, algorithm. It's that beat in it, yeah. Yeah, so it's the same every time. No, no, Is it's it not. not. It, it slightly changes, but you have to count the beats to get the big spaceship. All so, right. So so I won a there was a space Space Invader tournament at DreamHack 2013. And I won it, and literally they had this tournament to win a PC. And I said to my other managers, I said, "I'm just doing this. Like you're in charge." And then eventually, it got so competitive with this bloke who was also quite good at the game. Mm. He kept standing behind me and like moving side to side. I could see his bloody like shadow going. It was really pissing me off. So I got some of the R players, Dignitas players, in a semicircle behind me to block him. <laughs> it was, I was getting really annoyed. Slight little over. Yeah. <laughs> But I won it. Oh, well so. done. That's it. See, I, I, I'm more of a Pac-Man. I love Pac-Man, me, and uh, Tetris. They're my games. I was brought yeah. up in them games with my mum and my dad. <laughs> well, Pac-Man, I went to ESI. Uh, I, I can say this now. Yeah, I went to ESI last year, and I was pretty bored. But And they had a, a Pac-Man competition to win a... I think it was the coffee, the iced coffee company that goes there to win a slab of that. So I just played Pac-Man for like a day. Some coffee. And I won it, yeah. <laughs> How big you know, was a slab? It, I thought they were going to ship it, but I had to take it home. It was like 24 <laughs> cans. So oh. It was really annoying. Um, so these, are, I've got another one, quick one for you. So this is a bit of a fire one. Um, lands, like LAN tournaments or online tournaments, what do you enjoy the most? LAN, for sure. It shows you, that you, can, you can, from a competitive side, you can get people's heads just by yeah. looking at them. And I, I always love that. I just like <laughs> What the competitive I, I, side of it? 
when I was playing, I just used to love people just getting annoyed because we were winning. And we went to a land in Germany, I remember that, in Stuttgart. And we beat the team about four rows in front of us, and they were mm. facing us, but three rows in front. And we beat them, and I just remember this kid just stood up with his keyboard and smashed it on the monitor. And the keys just went everywhere. I was just sitting, just like... That would exactly. have boosted my ego, that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll never forget that. And another similar thing that happened was in Championship Gaming Series... Um, our Dead or Alive player beat uh, the American player we were playing, I think it was Carolina Core um, and he stood up, the American stood up and threw his controller on the, on the stage and it bounced and it hit this little kid in the in the crowd, he was like 10 years old, hit him on the head and he just stood up and went yes, like that, I'll never, I'll never forget that Did he get to keep <laughs> the controller, the kid? I have no idea, <laughs> I, just, I just thought that was really quite oh, funny I would have laughed my last made off, everyone would have stared at me like I'm a bad person for it um going with events and land tournaments would you say europe or the us are the best for events like that oh uh it's hard to it's just literally hard to say it, it depends what event it is like i've been mm. to brilliant ones all around the world like the, the, my last favorite one to be honest is was the gamers eight in saudi arabia that was amazing um but no they're all different Different crowds, different, like, from China to, like, Korea, America, like, some crowds are absolutely nuts. Like, the Spanish crowds at the minute are just beyond, like, nuts. It's it's really good to see what they, how, how excited they get about it. Yeah, see, I've never been to an event yet, and I'm hopefully going to Insomnia uh, next year. That, I think that's my goal. Definitely definitely to get there as my first one. 28th of March. Yeah, I'm, I, I, I've applied for my content pass, you know what I mean? But we'll see. <laughs> So um, as 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 I said to the students in in my speech at the at Chichester Cathedral, I just said this is probably probably not a good thing to say in an education setting. But one of my number one rules in life is not what you know, it's who you know. I can get you yeah. into I seventy two. Don't worry about that. Oh well, I'll message you after me. <laughs> yeah. um, so for the next one, next question. So uh, I'm probably going to butcher the pronunciation. I'm sorry. Uh, Dig Dignitas. Am I saying that right? Yep. Uh, talking about your logo, would you say the Dignitas logo or the Royal Ravens logo? Like, what would you say you like the most, like appealing wise? Oh, the or... original, the original Dig logo for sure. Digi. Uh, Digi. Kind of, kind I was of gonna say Diggy at first. I was like, I don't want to get it wrong. <laughs> yeah, well, it, we literally all we did was like when we came up with a name and we didn't know it was a Swiss suicide clinic at the time. We just wanted a Latin name that had three syllables. That was it. And we spent two hours trying to find one and came up with that. And it means merit, prestige, dignity and worth. So that was cool. And then we, we wanted a, a logo which was unisex and just we could use in lots of different colors. So the original logo, the full color logo, you can break that down into like yellow, whatever color you want, pink, blue, uh, but but we noticed uh, we we did when he, we first saw the first sketch. I think the eyes were joined up, uh, both eyes, and we said like it looks kind of like the Vodafone logo. So can we break one of the eyes? So that's why it's like that. Uh, huh? But anyway, then it then it turned into an owl, and then it turned into whatever the hell it is now. So it looks like the Vodafone logo. So I don't care. The, ori the original logo is still there. It's on me. Mate. It's the good that's one. That's great. <laughs> that's, that's absolutely great so now we're going to bring this a bit closer to home so jack actually played for you on the fifth team didn't he yeah and he lived uh, about two miles did... away which was weird <laughs> and also his brother luke was also on there so we're gonna take this yep. a bit personal oh, who do you no. think was the best player uh, who was the best player don't just say it because jack's here <laughs> 
Okay, so when when they were playing for me, I thought like like Jack won't complain. Luke Luke was really good. Oh yeah, he was, he was so much better than me. <laughs> so yeah, it was really good. Jack definitely. Uh, bit of a temper though, didn't he? Oh yes. Yeah. Oh god. See, I, I was I always remember like interesting players to coach, and he was one of them. Um, yeah, it, and that's yeah, that's why I like Lamb because when you take people out of their comfort zone and put them in front of thousands of people or a camera, then you've got to teach them how to like cope with that. And that's what I really, well, yeah, to be honest, partly that's, and, and that's what I, what I love doing, managing people. Yeah. Like, but yeah, I've had some uh, interesting players, but most of the top players just have the same mentality as me. It's like, I don't care what I have to do. I'm going to be the best. Mm. Um, and pretty much every single world champion I've had, that was their thinking. Yeah, it's that positive vibe, a positive push in it, really. About oh, knowing, knowing you want it, so you're going to work for it. Yes, but there's yeah. also like, there's the extremes. You've got the ultra, like, complete. Uh, how do you say this nicely? Not so nice people. And then you've got the nice ones that will do anything to be the best, but in a nice way. Yeah, no, I like get what you mean. I get what you mean. Yeah. Well, I've got my top it... 10 of hard players to manage. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Nice little list. <laughs> Well, that is it for me from this or that. So thank you very much for them. No worries. Going back to Jack. Amazing. Actually, no, we go straight to to coffee for quick. Fire. Oh, coffee. <laughs> <laughs> well, I do have one thing to touch on from uh, one of Abby's questions. You said you competed at LAN, and some people got animated while you were there. When you were a player, were you animated or were you cool, calm, and collected? Uh, cool. Uh, like I, if you see me now, if if I was if I was playing, I I wouldn't even jump up and down if we won. I've always been like that. If if like probably the most animated I get about anything is if Arsenal win or score a goal. Like if, if when I was oh. managing, I'd be standing there. I'd be like this. Win like or if we'd lost, I'd be like that. No facial expression. Somebody said to me like, "How do you stay so calm?" And then I'd show them like my heart monitor has been like through the roof. Um, so that's yeah. me. That's me with my heart monitor on me wrist. <laughs> yeah. So I, I got two modes in esports: angry or um, quite happy nothing just nothing in the middle no definitely no, not. i've smashed nice <laughs> keyboards so, like it's it's quite funny the other day my my neighbor said uh, the monitor stopped working so i thought i would come and help so i took a, a spare monitor that i randomly had and a cable and i plugged the monitor in and then i realized that's one that i punched earlier because there was a big yeah in the middle uh, luckily it was just the cable so yeah oh. so i've taken out a few monitors in my time quality so let's get into the quick fire questions i mean this was one of the the lesser the later ones to ask but you touched on it a minute ago who is the hardest play you've had to manage uh starcraft player called naniwa uh he was the best western player in starcraft 2012-13 he was just very exactly what i just said like he was very like tough on himself wanted to be the best and he was difficult what for example, Zakabus. Zakabus was with him at a tournament once and he just got a McDonald's, the Naniwa. He got called to go play at his MLG. Instead of putting the, the burger down or eating the burger, he stuffed it in Zakabus's camera bag right on the lens of Zakabus's new 2000 pound camera. <laughs> yeah. All good. Oh. I would have thrown hands. That's <laughs> all I was have, saying. I did have to step, step in front of him, but he went off and played a one. So. Yeah, but he was very hard to manage for sure. Oh, my God. sounds difficult. And then yeah. on the other end of it, 
Is there one player in particular that you looked at and you just knew that he was going to make it? Or she? Several. Like, actually, yeah, so many. Like, because we did so much scouting, uh, we could just see. I always describe it like we, it's like playing football in a playground. We could just see the good kid. Um, and the, the coaches and people that I had around me, um, anybody that we signed for Dig, actually there were, there were a couple we did as experiments, but most people we signed for Dig were top class players. We knew they were good. So I can't really single anyone out. Anyone that won a world championship, that they're the ones. That was yeah. the, the most satisfying thing to see. Okay, and then going on to your new role, so you've gone from the side of trying to gain a sponsor to giving them out. What is the hardest thing you've had with the transition? Um, getting back into the real world again. That's that's kind of how that uh, esports is not normal. Anybody that works in esports is just not normal, and it never stops. It never switches off. So I think the hardest thing was actually having a bank holiday Monday. I haven't had that for 20 years. Um, it's like, oh, it's a holiday, no one's working, what should we do? So we went to Eastbourne Pier and I, I spent 60 quid putting 10 peas in a slot machine to win a bottle of Prime for no apparent reason. That's and, I won, I, and I won a bottle of I could have bought one for two quid next to me, but I wanted to win it. And I did, and I tweeted KSI. I said, look, I've got a bottle of your Prime. <laughs> <laughs> I actually think I see that tweet as well. Yeah. Uh, it's, no, it's just like, um, I'm, I'm really enjoying it. It's It's a lot. I, I don't. I wouldn't say stressful. It's a lot, a lot more calming to actually do what I'm doing now, rather than worrying about like, did I put the fights? Is somebody like, like, who's looking after these players? What's this player gonna do? Like, worrying about players doing stupid shit. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm really enjoying it. In, enjoying not having to have a player go rogue and having to deal with it. Yeah, yeah, and that, a lot of that. Yeah, a lot of that. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, and so we know that you've been to the White House a few times. What is the most surprising thing with that experience when you went? Um, just surreal. Yeah, that's 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 the only word. It's uh, just there, there's so many things that we did in esports that it's just like, what the hell are we doing? How is this even happening? Um, it's, it's like things like uh, I think Juki is one of our Warzone streamer where he's. In lockdown, he's streaming and he's got Raheem Sterling in his chat, like trying to like join the game. It's like, can I play? I'm Raheem. So it's like, um, but no, that was that was pretty pretty cool place to go. But the, but there's so many things we've done, like being at BlizzCon's, like BlizzCon was this weekend. Uh, all the memories I've got from the ones that I went to, where I've watched like front row concerts of Foo Fighters, Linkin Park, uh, Metallica at BlizzCon. Um, they were some of my favourite memories. Metallica are amazing live, I must yes. say. I've seen yep. them. They are amazing. I literally, I was front row at a Metallica concert at BlizzCon, which is weird. Oh, she's so jealous. Yeah, because what I would do is like go there at three o'clock in the afternoon. They wouldn't come mm. on till nine. I'd stand there for six hours. Stop it. You just can't do that at a real concert. <laughs> and we've got one final question. So when you first stepped into esports, was there one figure that inspired you the most to pursue this career? Um, as I said, to Joy Roy, for sure. He's the one that like opened my eyes to it. But then Fatality, uh, Jonathan Wendell, like watching just he, his infectious, the infectious way that he trained 
reminding me of when I played American football. Um, no, yeah, I've got that bit. I played American football at quite a high level. And those coaches were the ones that started me thinking about coaching and getting the best out of people because I could see the mind games they were playing with people. And I started bringing that into esports when I started doing it. A good example is when we signed Razor for the first time. Um, we had two players, Zacharis and Garpy, playing um, whatever they were playing. I can't remember. Garpy didn't like the mouse uh, and he was moaning. I was, and I said to, I said to Gap, uh, Zacharis, like, just let him win for a couple of days. And he's like, no, I'm like, no, please just let him win because it's like, just think, make him think that he likes the mouse. A couple of days later, he's like, oh, Odie, this mouse is all right now. So I'm beating Zach quite regularly. So there you go. It's all in. <laughs> Quality. Actually, I do have one more as well. I've got you. Be rude not to ask it. So when someone approaches yourself at Scan for a sponsor, is there one thing that ever catches you as being mighty impressive and will sway you the way of them? Um, I wouldn't say sway because basically anybody that understands what or thinks they understand what Scan are trying to do, like you got to do your homework. Like you'd be surprised how many people don't do their homework about yeah. the companies they talk to. That's probably the worst, the most annoying thing for me about anybody in esports when they they just they just think people are going to throw money at them. It doesn't work like that. You got to find out why any company would want to deal with you, um, and and that's it. And you've got to work on that. And it's not just a one thing that you find. It's got to be over time, and you've got to build relationships. That's the most important. That's the key thing in esports. It really is. Um, and I think I tweeted the other day, like all the, this year, like we've seen some pretty big car, car crashes, which is what we predicted. I predicted for sure, and there'll be a couple more. I think next year is going to be a lot better. But the problem is, people are still doing the same mistakes over and over again, um, and they don't learn. I don't get it. Um, there you go. Hopefully, people ask me questions later. <laughs> so. Do your yeah, homework and no generic responses. Yeah, we, we've scanned this. Like we, we we do so much stuff. It's like since I've joined them from when they sponsored us in 2016, they I think they had like 100 and something people. Then they got 400 now. Uh, they're doing so much stuff all wow. over the place. It's like pretty amazing. So I've got lots of we've got lots of departments and we've got lots of cool things like our free access systems, for example. So I the hardest oh, yeah. bit for me is working with them to understand how everything works. Because it's really complicated. Um, so when I okay, I'm director of esports and gaming, but I need all of those scan colleagues to help me do what I do and understand how they do it. So yeah, same as me. If anybody comes looking for sponsorships, like why? How can you? How can they help scan? What does scan need? It's what I'm trying to work out too. Yeah, love it. Thank you so much. No worries. Is it amazing? Right. Well, We've got one last section of the show, um, and it is AOB, any other business. Is there anything you want to talk about? Um, I've got one more question for you, but I'll let you go first. No, it's just nice to see like the the, the teams that have kind of a clue. Like obviously, Jack, we, we've been working together. Like we have worked together. Like you get it. Like and it's there are a couple of others like in the UK. Like we got things like UK ETC. Uh, which I think is really important, which is a lot of the UK teams, and there'll be more added to it as it goes along. Not working commercially, but working to get esports out there. Um, 
something I've been trying to do for years is get the government to actually notice and like support us. Now I'm not exactly sure. I don't want them to regulate esports. That won't work because at the end of the day, and it's amazing how people don't how many people don't understand this. Esports is because games developers and publishers create games, which is their IP, and they allow people to do esports with it. So whatever happens, you've got to work with the developers and the publishers. Whatever, I don't care what anybody says. That's that's a that's just it. Uh, it's just how do we make that happen and how do we get esports bigger? Uh, things for me like the NSC supporting that will get it bigger because all of these students coming through and like scan, look for long term partnerships. So we don't want to just sponsor it and then disappear. I want to do this for a long time in the NS NSA and expand it. Hopefully, uh, hopefully. Hopefully tomorrow we will announce my next thing that I'm doing uh, with Scan. Uh, hope it's tomorrow. Uh, but there's a there's a big game being launched on the tenth, apparently. Uh, so it might have something to do with that. Ooh. Any uh, leaks? Any leaks? This won't, um, this won't go leaks? out until Friday, OD. So. <laughs> oh really? Yeah. Uh, no, I can't leak it. But it, it's just it, it's somebody I've worked bef with before. Okay. And it, it's just um, yeah. All I say is she, she's one of the most talented esports fps players i've ever seen and yeah that's it so we're going to be doing something with her that's probably giving it away straight away but whatever um, that makes me smile that makes me yeah. smile <laughs> so um yeah that, and that's just the first step so what i've got to do now is prove that my ideas actually will help scan and if that's the case then i can build on it so um so yeah so like and like i said going back to the government this year has been pretty cool because i went to Number 10 to the creative industries um, uh, reception. This is the first time I've seen the prime minister there for more than 20 seconds. Like I went there before. Theresa May was there for not very long. This time in the summer, the, the prime minister was there for quite a long time, talking to a lot of games industry people. The chancellor was there. So they're, they're aware that the games industry is really big and it's getting bigger. And the fact that I'm, I was invited is pretty cool through uh, Yuki. And you got into uh, a flyer. Yeah, <laughs> well, it's, it's a book. <laughs> oh, he's got it. <laughs> You're just behind him, aren't you? Yeah. I saw it on your Twitter. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's the uh, <laughs> annual review of Yuki. Uh, where are we? There I am. Uh, <laughs> I'm real. My, my so wife says I just look like security. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but then at Insomnia, the Chancellor was there, so I got to talk to him for 15 minutes with uh, Neil Gaysford, the CEO of Player One Events. Um, so yeah, it's it's important, like, if the government changes next time round next year, it's important that we keep talking to the government and hopefully they can support esports. Just the simplest things, it's like uh, just getting the events in the UK. Like helping the games developers bring all these events and hopefully that's something the UK ETC has helped with because we did meet the mayor's office, London mayor in a couple of years ago and then after that quite a few events have been happening in London but we need it all around the country as well It's uh, it's it needs to be everywhere uh, I agree and I think the good thing is that there seems to be some really good venues that are hosting esports events like the the Resorts World Arena in Birmingham for Apex Champs was really cool. Unreal. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and that was, that was through, well, that was with partner, partnered with Insomnia as well. So hopefully there'll be more. And like NEC is the perfect place for a lot of it uh, because it's because it's bang in the middle of the country. Um, I think you're always going to have the big, some of the big tournaments in London because it's London. Um, but we just need more here. Um, 
and and still we're still behind like one thing that the chancellor did say to me is like who's number who's number one in the world for esports and i said right now it's saudi arabia uh, and like it's up to them to make that change if they want to be number one like do stuff do something start now <laughs> yeah but even france for example like france support a lot of esports at the minute like through the government um a lot more than we we get that's for sure yeah and i mean you, you see the well I, I know we've spoken about this before right but like having a, a sidemen esports team like what um what are they called carmine court right because that, that's based off it oh yeah well, Carmichael, like that, the fan base they have is just nuts. Like, Koi, all right, that fell apart, but they're still there. And I'm sure something else will be announced. I'm sure of it. Um, but today I saw Crew Esports, um, Aguero's yeah. team. He's just partnered with, well, Messi's now co owner. Yeah, that's incredible. So, yeah, so th this is going to get interesting um, because Messi and Aguero know Ebay very well and yeah just seeing just seeing the fan base when when koi and infinite reality did merge for a little bit um the the amount of fans is just unbelievable um yeah that's all i'll say about that <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean I, I think for the uk having a big like content creator group getting involved in these esports would be incredible so yeah cool. well I, put, I, I helped bring vic into the ravens so yeah um but yeah but now he's just djing all the time i've noticed <laughs> <laughs> yeah i love it love it um i guess one part in thought for me is just like what, what do you think i guess do you think, think there's a big positive future for like uk esports on the global stage oh yeah totally it's it, it will only get bigger and it'll continue to grow um and it will as I've always said, the older I get, the more accepted it becomes because now it's just more accessible for literally, I don't know, even toddlers now, as soon as like, they get handed a phone, they are, yeah, play, play, uh, play this new uh, Blizzard game when you're two years old and they'll probably play it. And they'll, it will just, it's just, it will just become normal. It is normal now. And, and what I've always said as well is we're, we're going to get, we will start being called gamers at some point because everybody plays games. Like it's uh, we're, we're consumers and that's that's basically we consume like everything from content to everything around esports and gaming it's not just it's not just esports it's it's everything um so yeah it's going to be huge there's a big future in a lot of it so even like the, the university scenes like there's only a few fully kitted out universities with full esports like um facilities like there's still a lot to go on in that respect and like i said earlier like if it if it follows the american stuff that's going on yeah it's it's just nuts it really is that'd be massive the structure there would be unbelievable if we could replicate a tiny bit of what they do over there yeah well like uh so something scanner are involved with so oxford university we just kitted out we just kitted them out with 20 computers uh so we're on their jersey i saw a design yesterday but I'd love to see Oxford, Cambridge, Yale, Princeton have like a, a like th those big colleges like I don't know, just home and away matches, that kind of stuff. Yeah, I mean, the world famous names, right? And then having an esports team there would be sick. 
Yeah, and it's like the, the really nice guy, the head of Oxford University's um, um, esports uh, club. He, he's studying to be a lawyer. It just does my head in. Um, that goes another story. Go back to 2013, we did the first Oxford Cambridge varsity match, and Dignitas were there. And I remember this uh, this guy came up to me who was playing StarCraft. He said, how do you control the nerves? I said, you don't. Like, well, I was always butterflies. I get nervous until I started playing, and then I'm fine. I said, by the way, what are you studying? And he said, astrophysics. I went, just go play. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Oh, I, love I do wish that. my uni was more involved in stuff like that. Like, like there's a lot of people doing it. And it's like, I, I constantly message, like, does anybody want to like come and play? And we all play with each other, but I just don't feel like we're, we're getting very far with it. My university's only small, but right. it's just one of those where it's like, you know, it'd be great to see like every university trying to get involved. Yeah, it's like, again, I'll go back to what I said in the, the doctorate speech. I said, like, you've got to make stuff happen. Like, yeah. if you, I said, if you've got, I think I said something like, you've got a dream or a vision, whatever you want to call it, you've got to make it happen. Yeah. And if you don't try, you'll never know. Um, I thought that was quite no, a good I agree. No, I agree. I think you that, actually. <laughs> no, I yeah. agree with you. Yeah, probably saw it in a film somewhere. <laughs> before before we end up moving on, I've got one quick question for you. For like new people like me who are new to esports and like just like only just starting to learn new things, what's your advice for people getting involved? I know you said like going for your dream and things like that, but what what would be your? We've had advice such as like listening to people who are better than you and things like that. But what would your advice be? Um, again, I'll go back to that like doctor at speech. I think I just said just ask questions like point like. Don't just stand next to someone and don't say anything. Poke them. Mm. Say, what, what do you do? Yeah. Um, <laughs> what do you do? <laughs> but yeah, it, just seriously. Like, so, like, yeah, I, I've done that to people in the past, literally, and that turned into the sponsorship for Scan. Uh, yeah. Insomnia, I was standing next to the boss, didn't know it was the boss of Scan, and just started talking to him. Mm. Uh, and that was that, and look where I am now, just because of why I ask questions. So that would be my advice. Just ask and, like, question everything. Like don't don't trust anything anyone says unless your head tells you yeah okay they were right um, unless it just came out of my mouth and then yeah trust everything I say um, <laughs> so I trust I'll you. Just, yeah just ask lots of questions that, that, that's it no thank you appreciate it amazing okay, oh, okay. I have, oh go on copy no no you go you go you're cooking I was just gonna say what do you think about Call of Duty in the UK. Are we ever going to see a team back here? Um, you would hope so, but they've got to change the way it's done. Um, I yeah, I, I don't. I do understand why they switched to Carolina. I get that because we're pretty much based there anyway. Because there's only twelve teams, but there needs to be more franchises. But if you knowing what happened with. Um, CGS Championship Gaming Series they expanded way too quickly that's why they died um, so I, I think they'll they'll get it right Activision will get it right now it's got Microsoft behind it they've got to get it right and if it if it worst case scenario just doesn't work just go back to the old days get, like, bring back MLG like Adam Apicello like he's just Adam off you go just do some tournaments like that that's the whole like thing people just want to play they want to compete like you can't just have the elite players playing it because it's not just the elite players playing. Like, the, the, where's the where's the fifty year old league for me to play in? Like, when's that coming? Where's the vets league? Like, it's uh, yeah, I don't know how to fix it. Like, I, I don't know. 
but sure do I, yeah well do CWL? i see <laughs> well maybe but maybe that is the answer i don't know yeah i, yeah. I, just, I, I just want to see players compete that, that's it yeah i want to see everyone compete against each other and know that the best is the best they've beaten everyone there is yeah and and even if like you can't play with the best that you need leagues to feed the best like that, that's where the talent comes from so and that's what we've always we, i've always supported Love it, love it. But did, did you have a question? Another question, Coffee? Was that? I don't know. My heart's just been broken, to be honest. So I'm, I'm ready to wrap up. <laughs> I'm ready for a sulk in the corner. Oh man! Oh god! <laughs> if Adam he will, he trip. will as well. He will be rocking oh. in the back of the corner with his thumb in his mouth. <laughs> I heard home and away matches as well during the segment about the universities, right? Like that is just, oh, that's the goal, really. Yeah. Like, like Boston going on like to Optic and like home and away matches and stuff like that. Like just a format of that, just a tease of it. Just like, oh please. Uh, well, that's what it was supposed to be. Yeah. Covid come got in the way. But then like Covid's gone. Like, what's the excuse now? Like, <laughs> look yeah. at the state of Overwatch. <laughs> look but at like, the state it... of the Overwatch League, and it's like, is it only it's... still here because it's COD and that's what's keeping it? Yeah, but you you mentioned like the side men. Like they could easily get a franchise if they wanted one. It's not. I think yeah. it's a lot of money to them. Yeah. Um, not now. It's... Yeah, they just, started, they just started selling vodka as well. I don't know if you saw that. I've got a bottle of that as well. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. I don't know where I've put Bargain it, but I had a bottle of it at Christmas last year. Of course, yeah. yes. So I, I think ultimately, yes, it, it'll be back in the UK. Like the Warzone um, thing that was at the Copper Box, the World Series of Warzone, that was really good. That was one of the best events for a long time. Um, so yeah, hopefully it comes back and hopefully there's franchises here if it's still franchises, but... I, I don't care how it happens. I just want it to happen. Yeah, we echo that, I think. And like this year in Challenges, we can be everywhere. So hopefully, if you're looking for a UK esports team in Call of Duty, come find us. <laughs> Let's see when I get to that. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Well, oh. thank you so much, Ode. Really appreciate you taking the time to, to speak to us. And yeah. yeah, no worries. We're going to play Warzone now. <laughs> Love it.